in a grimy basement. <laughs> For real. Hey, don't slander my basement. <laughs> Easy. Come on our podcast and just start slandering my basement. Just making soap over there. Out of nowhere, a former grange keeper now about to become the master's champion. I'm going to make him an offer, Captain. You had me at hello. Hawk. Hawk. Asian. Well, they got their own because you're obviously white. I'm an inventor. This could be a game changer for me. Are you not entertained? Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight from across the world wide web, the man of the hour himself, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Mackey. Hello, Sean. I'm here. Welcome back to the program. It's good to be back, you know. Just feel like I, you know, take weeks off and then I'm back, you know. It's good to be back. Weeks. No weeks off. <laughs> I yeah. never take a week off. I'm the only person who's been on every single episode of this podcast. Yeah, that's true. Or not. You need a vacation, dude. Yeah. I think I might. Next week. Next week I might. Whoa, what are we going to do, Rudy? <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. It's going to be all on you guys to hold it down. I feel like it's just not going to get done. <laughs> For real. We just Ooh, we just send each other voicemails like, hey, this is what I think of this movie. Okay, let's let's put together a five-minute clip. <laughs> also joining us from the other end of the bandwidth, he's throwing up, throwing up big hang-loose signs, shakas. He's a surfer, but he doesn't surf. Ladies and gentlemen, Rudy Rudolph. Gentlemen, boys, good evening. Um, not much is new on my my front over here. I got a new phone plan. Ooh, wow! Yeah, did you get Mint um, Mobile? That's right, baby. Unlimited. Ryan Reynolds. Unlimited data. Ryan Reynolds. We just yeah. got an ad for well, that. That's kind of the reason why, I, and I'm trying to get them as a sponsor. I've been uh, cold calling them. <laughs> I feel like they're right in our you know right in our wheelhouse. Right in their wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah, demographically. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah. I've, I've been itching to start doing some ad reads, but uh, Sean, as our business development guy, yeah, has really been uh, letting us down on that front. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thing just also joining jump. us. <laughs> that's right. We have a what's that? Because I think I've just been hitting everybody's junk mail. <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta up. Uh, you gotta power up those uh, subject lines. Find something yeah. that really breaks through. Some SEO in my email. Yeah. Let's go. Also joining us, we have a third guest this week, ladies and gentlemen, the guru of graphic design, the head honcho of horror movies, the, I don't, I don't, I, that was all I got. I was hoping one more would come to me, but uh, it's not there. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the spider in Charlotte's web, Jordan Webb, back on the show. Welcome back, Jordan. Thank you for, uh, thank you for joining us again. Yeah, it's good to be back. I'm excited to talk. This is the Queen's Gambit podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we, we are a Queen's Gambit podcast. Are you guys watching the Queen's uh, Gambit? Yeah. <laughs> give it a try. Yeah, just finish Really? It. Is that the show about chess? Yeah, dude. You'll just want to play chess all day. You'll be having the chess board in your head. Wasn't you it sleep. like just on last week's pod that we were making fun of these people that make uh, movies and TV shows about board games? 
Pretty sure, pretty sure we had a whole bit about Connect Four being a, made into a TV show. I don't know, but it's good. Well, chess is not a board game. More it's an intelligence. Uh, right. Is, <laughs> is, a board. is it a game you play using a board? <laughs> sure. It's a it's a game, and there's a board, so it's, it's training game. for war. If you think uh, think we're incorrect in that take, feel free to send us an email to uh, loseconceptpod at gmail dot com with any nice, uh, nice. complaints you may have on that. Nice. Topic. Plug the tease. Plug yeah. the tease. Mm. Got to plug it. Got to plug it. I'm just plugging it now because there's nothing in there. Nobody has sent us any mail other than an email from Dropbox letting us know that Dropbox family is here. Oh, we no. could share 2,000 gigabytes of storage space. <laughs> 2,000 gigabytes. Sean, hit up, hit <laughs> up Dropbox an and tell them we just did an, did an ad for them. Isn't that just two terabytes? That's for money. Is that how it works? You sit, you read the ad, and then you ask for money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you no, read the ad for the sponsor it. you want to have. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. You just send an invoice. That's right. <laughs> just send Don't the dress for the job you, you want. <laughs> but no. spe- speaking of dressing, Elijah, plug the tease. Are they going to be unavailable by the time this drops? Uh, the tees are still available. We haven't sold out yet? Confidentially, I'm going to edit this out, but so far we've sold two. You got my, you my, got two more coming. Yeah, my order's coming Those are both in tonight. of mine. <laughs> two people and one person on this podcast has bought two. Elijah, you haven't even put it in order? What? Why am I? I'm, I did all the work involved in getting the tees, and now I'm the one that's supposed to be spending money on the t-shirts, too? <laughs> they look good. No, you don't want one? I mean, yeah, I kind of want one. I don't know. This, this <laughs> like, I was just started. Well, this is a conversation for another time. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is like some, some shop talk. While we're in yeah. shop talk, what is the actual color of that yellow t-shirt? Like, what type of yellow? That's a sunflower yellow. Okay, cool. Sunflower. Isn't it daisy? I believe it's daisy yellow. Daisy sunflower yellow. Sunflower daisy yellow. Slight difference. I don't know how I'm going to edit this together because none of this is going to make any sense to people. I'll just have to chop this whole section out. Good. Yep. Okay. Anyway, yeah, check out a shirt. You can... can, You can you can uh, get your own Loose Concept t-shirt at bonfire.com slash loose concept. The shirts are still there. They're still available. Um, hopefully at the time of this recording they will be. I don't really understand how this site works, but uh, <laughs> we'll yeah, see. There's like a countdown clock that was going, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like I think that's when they print the first batch. So however many people have ordered by that time is when they'll print. So they'll still be available then, after this deadline. Yeah, I think I can start it again after the deadline, but I'm okay. not sure. We'll figure it out. This is we'll a brave new world for us. It makes so. people feel like the deal is ending. Yeah. So they have to buy one. Mm-hmm. Plastic like, <laughs> this deal is ending at midnight, but we're going ex- to, the next morning you get an email. The deal is extended. It's yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a marketing tactic. Yeah. So Plastic. All right. Well, that, that, okay. that cleans up all our, our house cleaning, shopkeeping, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Let's get into a little movie news. To be quite honest with you guys, I'm kind of getting sick of talking about movies that are not coming to theaters or in theaters, but this one felt significant. Wonder Woman mm. 84, mm-hmm. I think it's called, the new Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. is uh, it's going to be available. It's coming to theaters on December 25th, wherever theaters are open. It seems like most theaters are shut down by this point. But um, in addition to that, it's coming to HBO Max on Max, December 25th Max, as well. Max. So for streaming for those people that have... 
HBO Max. Interesting. Guys, you uh, you going out pulling trig on an HBO Max subscription so you can watch Wonder Woman eighty four? I don't I don't want to support this. Jordan, um, you have to say no. You can't. The people can't see you shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Sean explained to you how the uh, the podcast in yeah, format. Yeah, don't works, put it up on is, YouTube. <laughs> it's audio only. My answer is no. <laughs> how much is an HBO Max subscription? Too much know. high high twenties, right? A month. Too much. <laughs> I think it's like fourteen ninety nine. Shoot, I'm out. What does HBO stand for again? I just heard Home it today. Home box, box office. office. I guess they were really born for this. It's almost like you don't even do a movie podcast. <laughs> but if movies, if movies should go to any direct streaming service, it should be HBO, right? Because right. it's the home box office. Yeah. What does the Max stand for, though? Maximilian. I don't know. No, no, Maximus. I'm out of this. Maximum I don't understand why they keep doing this and then expect. No one is going. I mean, I guess people would would sign up for HBO Max, but they're going to cancel after the first month. So but that's how like all you're really just getting fifteen dollars. Also, all subscription. <laughs> We're just getting fifteen dollars. All subscription models are based on a certain amount of people subscribing and then forgetting to cancel their yeah. subscriptions. Yeah. So it's like if fifteen percent of our <laughs> subscribers forget to cancel after six it's months, it's a success. We make a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just such a terrible business model. So basically, HBO Max on their website right now is promising seven days free and then fourteen ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's right to, in line with that, that forgetfulness thing. <laughs> we don't even have to pay for it, though. We can just watch it and then That's cancel. Right. Yeah. Get your free trial. You just have to watch it in that first week. You got to be making a lot of money to forget that you have a $15 subscription. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just going out. I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody on this yeah. podcast, but uh, I'm doing all right. So. <laughs> <laughs> when this when this check from the t-shirts finally comes That's in, right. boy, yeah. I will be rolling, rolling in it. In it. <laughs> Jordan, how as a as our guest, this is a question we ask all our guests. How many uh, streaming services do you subscribe to personally? I am. That's a joke. We don't ask anybody that question. <laughs> you don't have to answer it. <laughs> With zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but how many do you have access to? Because that's a lot. The <laughs> All of them. Do you have an HBO Max plug? No. Number not one. That Number one. two. Can you hit me with that info? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. Okay. I think if um, we got it for the podcast, we could just deduct it as an expense. So is that how it works? Credit. We pay taxes. Taxes for this venture? Yeah. Of course. Oh, you would know better. That's your department. <laughs> all right our second rudy's got the first yawn we gotta go uh, we gotta gotta pick up the pace rudy's yawning <laughs> trying, to, trying to be quiet it's late late boys moving on to our second piece of movie news this is a pretty pretty fresh one here today on uh, november 18th this is that's when we're recording this who knows when it'll drop but uh mcconaughey said on the hugh hewitt show when he was doing an interview that uh He'd be open to running for governor of Texas. Let's go. How's that for movie Let's news? Let's go. Governor. Would, would you vote for McConaughey? Yes, if I lived in Texas. Yeah. He would win. He would so win. Yeah, he'd he would be like the win. governator. You think so? Because think of all the people in Austin that would vote for him 100%. He would win. Not to get too heavy into political talk, but like he, I think their governor is up for re-election in 22? Greg Abbott, he's super popular. Is that the governor? Yeah, he's very popular. 
Yeah, he's pretty popular. So McConaughey would not only have to go up against an incumbent, but he'd have to uh, run as a Democrat, I would assume. Unless he's going to primary him. Or independent. What he should do is run as a U.S. House representative. Yeah, just win that, win his district from whoever, whatever nerd currently holds that seat. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he would be. I don't know who it is, but I know that they're not McConaughey. (laughs) That's the thing, though. Like, if you're going to go into politics as an actor, like, you're strictly doing it for the props and like there there aren't many there there's not much props for being like a house member like it's yeah. all the work of being a politician and <laughs> yeah. very few benefits like being the governor you get the governor's mansion you get you I'm, know yeah. the the cars you get the the cars the <laughs> what cars dinners. are there a chevy suburban <laughs> yeah you get the that's why i'm at the car service <laughs> armor plated and, and you sir get a chevy suburban so this brought to my mind other than mcconaughey who is who is a celebrity actor that uh someone who's been in a major motion picture that you would feel comfortable casting a vote for on a, an election day? Chris Pratt. Um, what celebrity? <laughs> Am I betraying us? <laughs> a little too political. <laughs> um, okay, no. Let's make it less political. Let's do this. Which uh, fictional character would you vote to be? There we the, go. There we the, go. Uh, the governor of your state. The governor of the my governor state. The governor of my state. Hmm. I feel like this should have been sent in a text earlier today so I could think about it. Well, I just came up with it like right like <laughs> five minutes ago. So it's a good question. Don't worry, I'll edit all the dead space out. It'll sound yeah, like you edit have the, the dead space. Give us a second to think. The smartest answer. I'm trying to think. All the people that I really enjoy as actors, I don't know if I would trust them to lead a government. <laughs> well, what about like what about? I'm saying characters. Though. Characters. Oh yeah. Well, I'm saying or characters. What's Matt Damon's character uh, in The Martian? <laughs> that guy. He's really resourceful. Maybe there you he go. That's a good answer. Together. That's a good answer. Morgan Freeman somewhere. Yeah, where he Morgan plays the president. Freeman. <laughs> some movie I feel, isn't he the president in the, the uh independence day no or something else i feel no, like you're um, thinking of you're thinking of bill pullman the chris nolan batman yeah, yeah. or michael kane or michael kane yeah michael kane but he's british you can't be oh that's true <laughs> can you be a governor i think you can be if you think you'd be governor if you're born somewhere oh else, governor right? yeah yeah of course yeah governor governor sure <laughs> there we go michael he kane should be governor of uh texas michael kane and that segment's struggling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this whole, whole episode might just be unusable. <laughs> the the, six, the Sixers drafted some random dude. I don't even know who this guy is. Oh, that's not good. Ty- oh, no. Tyrese Maxey. That's not good. Maxey. Maybe he's related to HBO Max. <laughs> it all comes together. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably cut out that segment about McConaughey running for governor. I thought you guys would have more electric takes on that than you did. There's a little bit of a Sorry. It's hard. It's hard during these times. <laughs> these these trying trying devices played out. Yeah. Let's move into our next segment here. We're talking constructive criticism. We do this every time we have a guest, except for when the guest is Levi. For some reason, I always forget to do it when Levi's on the show because <laughs> we know he has good criticisms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're valid. His would cut. Deep. But we're bringing it. We're bringing it back for Jordan. Jordan. Whenever we have a guest on, we like to ask them how they can, uh, how they could, ha- if any advice they have to help us uh, improve our our programming, our mm. venture, our business venture here. So uh, we're gonna pose the same question to you. Any thoughts on how we could make the podcast better? 
any things we could be doing to uh, really, you know, elevate this this audio thing hmm. that we do? <laughs> this audio thing you do? Yeah, this audio, um, yeah. audio file. <laughs> <laughs> I would say... Um, you need more merch. My go. pockets, merch. my pockets are itching. <laughs> the credit card just wants to be swiped. Why are you so stressed, Elijah? <laughs> we can't sell twenty dollars t-shirts without adding more merch. <laughs> we need tote bags. We need we need beanies. coffee coasters. On a real Leah note, just, Leah just asked for a, a onesie for the baby. Right? <laughs> That's what we need. Oh, we do need a onesie. Ooh, that would be My good. mom said we Get should make a onesie. Get that up on bonfire.com slash loose concept. <laughs> yeah. We need a whole store. <laughs> oh, we'll get word. the baby a onesie. I'll, I'll make sure the baby gets a loose concept onesie. I'll look, I'll look into it and see what I can do. What kind of merch <laughs> I'll, would I'll be ideal? Jordan. Um, a onesie. Um, <laughs> for you. An, an adult-sized adult male yes. onesie. Yeah, uh, an adult onesie for Christmas. I need... I need a crew neck sweatshirt. You have one on right now. I see. Yeah, yeah. I, I need weird a loose one. concept. <laughs> yeah, he my favorite different podcast. Color. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. He's in a different color. All right, we'll look into it. <laughs> you have to promise to buy it, though. You're I asking. Will. You have I will to buy, buy your sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm going to start doing whenever someone comes on the podcast. I'm just going to start <laughs> twisting their arm to buy merch from us. <laughs> You're not allowed to come back on it. <laughs> Buy a sweatshirt. No, you have to buy this. They may have a limited run of one. Yeah. Jordan, did you have uh, any any thoughts after your first appearance? Any any uh, complaints about how we edited your uh, your takes? No, I thought it, I, I thought it was edited well. I, if I'm being honest, I did not listen to a lot of it because I thought I sounded like an alien. But. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you guys, yeah, that was great. that. That was that voice effect I put on your voice to make you sound extra. <laughs> the, al- the alien. Uh, I haven't been able to sleep at night, Elijah. <laughs> Dude, you were one of uh, our better. I mean, all of our guests are the best. Wow, yeah, just <laughs> just, really th- just throw all of our guests under the bus, Rudy. <laughs> That's it. definitely a great strategy. We <laughs> won. We're putting that on damage control next week. Queuing it up. No, yeah, you did. You did an excellent job. That's why we are excited when uh, when Sean said you might want to come back on. So oh, cool, thanks. Guys. Anybody who uh, anybody, anybody who puts them through this uh, self punishment twice in a row is, is a legend <laughs> in our book. Yep, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> so now that you're here, now that we've talked about all those important things, important things. No trailer for the trailer of the week this week. There wasn't really anything good that looked like it was coming out. Nothing was announced. I don't know if we'll ever have a good trailer ever again. Yeah, I don't think so. There might be no more movies. So, I'll on that note, too. we're going to going to pivot pivot along right into our feature film of the week. This week on Loose Concept, we will be discussing a movie that we can't talk about how we're going to discuss it. Crazy. Not sure you give it away. Just kidding. We're going to talk about Fight Club. Fight Club. How much can you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? From the director of Seven. The first rule of Fight Club is do not talk about Fight Club. <laughs> we got to take Fight Club up a notch. What did you guys do? Without pain, you would have nothing. What kind of sick game are you playing? Brad Pitt. We're not killing anyone, man. We're setting them free. Too much. Edward Norton. Something terrible is about to happen. What did you expect? Fight Club. Rated R. 
released in 1999, starring Brad Pitt and Edward Norton. Fight Club is the story of an insomniac office worker and a devil-may-care soap maker who form an underground fight club that evolves into something much, much more. Um, currently sitting at 8.8 stars on IMDb. As uh, Rudy mentioned uh, before we started recording, kind of a box office flop, but eventually uh, evolved into being a cult cult classic. Jordan, this wasn't your movie, wasn't your suggestion, but we're going to have you go first anyway. <laughs> okay. But before we do, a little bit behind the rationale of how we picked this movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people said, you know, Thanksgiving's this week coming up. We should do a Thanksgiving movie. And we we're like, no. Rudy's in a Brad in, on a Brad Pitt movie watching kick. We're gonna talk about a Brad Pitt movie. Boom. This one we thought we would have a wide plethora of uh, thoughts and opinions on. So that's how we ended up on this one. And then we 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 brought you on and we didn't even let you pick your own movie. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Discuss. Brad Pitt wasn't in um, planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that wasn't an option, his, uh, unfortunately. Let's take. I got gotcha. you. Well, cool. But yeah, well, we're going to start off with best and worst. So hit us with your best part of Fight Club, Jordan. This uh, movie that we forced you to watch this week so you could talk about it on our podcast <laughs> with us. My favorite part is definitely the end scene. Um, the Pixie song huh. that plays is, I mean, I feel like it makes the movie for me. That's right. That's that was, my impression that was of perfect. the Pixies. I know, right? <laughs> Um, Where yeah. is my mind? I just love that scene a lot, M- mainly because of the music. Yeah, that song song does rule. Mm-hmm. Facts. I love how they actually blow up the buildings too. Like that's just great. Like few movies do that. Few movie, most movies, it's like, oh no, they got the bomb out of the building and it doesn't blow up. But no, I like seeing the building blow up every now and then. You know. Rudy <laughs> yeah. Ru- Ru- noted a uh, fan of having the bad guys win. <laughs> Or are they the bad guys? Doomsdayer. Whoa, dude. Bro. What? Rudy, what was your best part of the movie? Uh, my favorite part? Best part? Favorite part? The homework best. assignments. Mm. Oh, best. No, I gotta rechange it. No, your, I'm kidding. Your, your best favorite? My best, most favorite part of the movie. The homework assignments. I just thought it started off, they were funny. We are like getting into a fight and losing. And they like progressively got more crazy. But uh, I just thought, you know, this whole weird, like, dystopian, like, weird, uh, really dark, twisted idea of breaking out of the quote-unquote classic American dream, uh, I thought it was interesting, and the homework assignments kind of encapsulate that idea the best, mm. um, and were just kind of uh, interesting and cool. Hmm. Okay. Okay, Sean, best? This is hard. Um, I would say I enjoyed, um, because there's a lot (laughs) that makes me anxious watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I did like this movie. (laughs) What? I didn't really like this movie. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, did anybody that's on this podcast like this movie? Because I didn't either. I like it fine. I'm, a, uh, I'm not really a big fan. I like, I like Fincher's other that's movies a, a lot more. It's a classic loose concept move to just. <laughs> <laughs> let's all get an agreement on whether or not we hate this movie. 
we, we pick a movie that. we all hate, thinking someone on the podcast must actually like the movie, but no one ever. I thought you liked two it. liked it. <laughs> but you know, I think this is like a, if you asked me before I watched it for the second time or for the fifth. 50th time, I probably would be like, yeah, I like that movie. But on the rewatch, I'm like, man, this movie, I do not like this movie. movie blows. <laughs> <laughs> For, I mean, I, to play devil's advocate, I think when I saw it the first time when I was in like high school or maybe early college, it's just like entertaining, action, yeah. violent, yeah. like the twist is engaging, wild. Yeah. and you kind of are intrigued by what Brad Pitt's saying throughout the movie. But then you're like, Okay, the point of the movie is kind of undermining everything he's saying. The like yeah. the hyper masculinity doesn't get you very far in life. Yeah. Um, mm. So I think when I watched it this time, I was like, "Oh, this is a lot." <laughs> yeah, I think I think it may just be the the times we're in, and I'm just like, "What is going on with this movie?" Like that house just. Irritates me so much. It's so dirty. The house dude. is such a dump. How could you live I like told, that? I told Ashley, I'm like, I was like, I think you're gonna like this movie. It's got a really cool twist. And she just watched it, and she was like, "This is the worst movie I've ever seen." <laughs> I can't believe like, you made Ashley watch this movie. This movie. <laughs> I know. She fell asleep midway through, but okay, good. It was like she was like, "This is the worst." I hate everything about this movie. It's so grimy. Mm. Well, I think Wait, we're anyway, not we're not we're not on worse yet. Let part. me get my best. The best part the best part of the movie is Brad Pitt just doing his like Brad Pitt. I'm real. I'm cooler than everybody else routine. Yeah, which is the best routine that Brad Pitt does. Um, yep. So so the scenes that he's in are like really great. And then yeah. there's like a whole drought in the middle of the movie that he's not in, and that's when you—that's when I realized like how truly not, not enjoyable this movie is. Because mm. for the other scenes, you're just like, "Oh, it's Brad Pitt. He's great. I love Brad Pitt." And then <laughs> as soon as he's not there, you're like, oh, "Why am I watching this movie?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you're just watching Tyler yeah. Durden. Yeah, I think that's what I was gonna say. Is like I, I think Tyler Durden's character that Brad has created. Or you could say, you know, maybe Fincher created it, but I think he really made it his own, and I, I couldn't ever see anybody else trying to to um, play that role. And so I think that's probably the best thing is just Brad Pitt, um, just taking that role and and making it his own. And I think you can see little. We just did Ocean's Eleven several episodes ago, and I can see some Tyler Durden in Ocean's movies with. Um, and in other movies that Brad Pitt has done. So I think that was... I think this role really made the modern Brad Pitt. I don't know. Hmm. Are you seeing Tyler Durden or are you just seeing Brad Pitt? <laughs> I don't know. Or, like, you know, like isn't Brad you. Pitt just tight? Like, that's, that's probably what it is. Yeah. But Snatch came before this, and I feel like... And maybe this was, this was a good preparation for... Did it? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Don't I think this, fa- don't I think this was after. I think I think uh, Snatch was after. I think it was like the movie immediately following this one, if I'm oh. not mistaken. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would just say his character is so iconic and was well written. All of his um, dialogue. So yeah, Snatch came out. Snatch light. came out the year after Fight Club. So he was kind of filming at the same time, maybe. Yeah, same same six pack. That's for sure. Eight pack. <laughs> yeah, I think I read that they put 
or Fincher had to put uh, the game on hold uh, because Brad Pitt became available to film this. Oh wow! Gotcha. Yeah, you know when uh, when Brad Pitt becomes available, you gotta gotta start rolling. Yeah, yeah. Those are the rules. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, well, I guess did we still want to talk about worst? Did we already discuss that? <laughs> there, I mean, there's so many different things. Worst for me, like how dark everything is. Like you can't see. Yes. In a lot of the scenes, number no. one. That was my worst. Number two, there's not like really like any point to the movie. Like, oh, I, I've sort of just like watching it is like this movie doesn't make me feel good, and I feel like I'm not really learning a valuable lesson from it. And so, what's really the point here? Yeah. So that's that's also not great. And then. Number three was just that disgusting, like revolting house that they lived in. It just yes. like made me want to just filth. Puke. Yeah, yeah. it's a movie that kind of makes you. Why am I watching this? It's a movie that kind of makes you want to quit your job. <laughs> why? <laughs> no, it makes me glad I have a job. So I don't have to live in that house. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It definitely paints like the whole like materialism picture. I feel like there's a good message there about how <clears throat> people are working jobs they hate to buy things they don't yeah. need. To impress people they don't like. You know, yeah, it's, it's a like, good message. But then you see the way cycle. he lives and you're like, no, I want all the materialism. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to live there. Yeah, that's a pretty sweet pretty sweet pad you got there. <laughs> Do you really like that coffee table? It just blew up. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this movie, it kind of um, shows off all of the, the worst in people um, in the world. Like all of these people really just want to be part of a group and when they find that kind of collectivism in i guess just the system that they're in the the rat race they're in the um gerbil uh uh chasing in in this box um if you want to get me started on boxes you'll have to uh start uh putting in some Kanye West from Joe Rogan talking about boxes. <laughs> but um, I think that message is um, interesting. I, I, yeah. I think that's and kind of what the, the theme of the movie is. And it's a good thing to maybe come back to once every 10 years. But <laughs> Yeah. I think it's a pretty good like social critique about like how the part where he talks about how there's no, like we don't have a war, we don't have a Great Depression. You know, it's almost like, I think that's a good critique of how America is so blessed that people like have come up with things to be upset about miserable about mm. and to be stressed out about and to be worried about. And you know, rather than just like enjoying life, we build up these things that are that make us miserable, you know? Yeah. People just can't be happy. Well and it's interesting yeah. at the beginning of the movie, you know, um the narrator, we don't even really know his true name, um, he is joining all these groups and wanting to kind of feel a part of it. He's doing it sort of to get rid of his insomnia so he can feel something. And mm-hmm. But then it ends up turning into this awful, um, whereas before it was the support group and he was getting something from it, but he was kind of not his true self. And then when he was his true self, it ended up turning the group into this. So it was a weird dichotomy. I don't know what the lesson there is, is, to be fake and everything goes okay, even though you feel like an outsider. <laughs> but then if you're your true self, which I believe is the Tyler Durden, you know, the kind of the unhinged, what he would be without kind of mm-hmm. being tamed. Is that his true self? Well, you kind of see at the end, he has like a full circle revelation where he says, my eyes are open. Like he sees that 
yes, he shouldn't just be running the rat race, but also it doesn't pay to go all the way to the extreme on the other end and just be an anarchist. You have to fit in society somehow, but it doesn't have to be like selling yourself to just get these things that you don't actually need. I guess that's a good good summation of it. That makes sense. I think he kind of gets know. his conscious back at the end. When he shoots By himself. By shooting himself in the face. Yeah, right. <laughs> Does he actually shoot himself in the face, or is that supposed to be just like a figurative thing? I don't like, know. Like, I didn't know, because how is he still talking? Like, wouldn't that, like, that's not going to kill you? Remember, dude, remember in a Hell on Wheels when that guy got shot in the throat, and then he came back like four episodes later, and it's like... <laughs> It didn't kill. It just went through my throat. It's like <laughs> what? what? <laughs> that doesn't work like that. Do you remember that logic? I, I don't think I got as far in hell in hell on wheels as you did, Rudy. No, you were definitely there. <laughs> Was I? Don't remember. Well, Marla says something like, "Hey, did you get shot?" So I don't. Yeah, know. I think Marla is the key to like. Because I was thinking about this. Like, are there hints throughout the movie mm-hmm. that show that he is hallucinating Tyler Durden the whole time? And Marla is kind of like the biggest hint because she's like, anytime she's in the house, she's like always, he, he asks her questions about things and then she makes him sound like he's crazy, which yeah. he is. And then, you know, when she shows up at the end there, she's kind of like, what happened to you? And like, yeah, he's bleeding out of his face. She's a dose of reality. Yeah. One thing I noticed this time and Jordan, and I kind of noticed <clears throat> it the same instance when we were rewatching it, which I've never noticed before is throughout the movie you see Tyler Durden and like little, like, yeah, he's spliced. He's yeah, spliced he's, in the same way that he splices in the other images. clips into the movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that was just an interesting. Like I, I don't know if I just am paying more attention to it on this watch because I'm doing a podcast about. But it was an interest. I was like, oh wow, I yeah. I've never noticed that ever watching this movie. Yeah, I don't think I. Uh, I don't think I've like ever really liked this movie. I think I it's sort of I remember the first time I saw it the plot twist or like the reveal there that they're the same person was like pretty mind-blowing, but mm-hmm. beyond that it was still just like sort of uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. And this is like, my second time watching it, I think, and I was just I liked it even less knowing like <laughs> once you take away that little like piece of mystery, it's just like you can definitely see like but yeah, there's definitely hints in there as to like about the twist and what the right. you know that that's coming once you know that it's coming. But um I don't know if it like didn't I think it just made me en- made me enjoy the movie less. Yeah. I don't know. I feel you. Anyway. Let's let's keep this rolling here. Let's move on from the worst part. Jordan, did you give your worst part? Um, what do you is, think is the worst part of this movie? <laughs> worst part for me is Jared Leto getting his face just mm. caved oh, in. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I knew it was coming, and I just I literally squinted throughout the entire scene. It's so bad. I mean, I, I, I'm not, like, the biggest Jared Leto fan. I think I've said that on this podcast. I think he's just, like, a massive dork. But uh, <laughs> even even he doesn't really deserve that. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little too much for my taste. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. That's If I had to isolate one scene, that's, pro- that's probably a good yeah, one. Yeah, that's probably it. All right. Let's move into our next segment. Cut a scene, add a scene. 
Jordan, you've been on the show before. You know how it rolls. You know how we do this. We cut a scene out of the movie so we can add another <laughs> scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. They have to be roughly the same amount of time unless you want to make the movie way longer. But it's just a pretty pretty simple cut and paste of your own snip, fl- snip. your own scene that you're making up into where the old the space of the old one is. So mm-hmm. you know, we'll let you start off. What are you cutting out? What are you adding in? Okay, uh, my cutting is going to be the same as my least favorite part of the movie. Just cutting the scene of Jared Leto getting destroyed. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And in its place, I would add a scene of Lou, the tavern owner, uh, coming back to be in Fight Club. Because I feel Mm. like he got a taste of something. I feel like it shook him out of his everyday life. So I want to see him coming back. Okay. Okay. The The return of Lou. Rudy, what do you got? Yeah, so I have another, speaking of Lou, that disgusting, horrible scene where he caves in Brad Pitt's face. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big yeah. fan of that scene. <laughs> There's like a lot of scenes of people caving in people's faces. <laughs> and how just like grotesque it was when he shook his blood all over his face. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just so horrible. Getting PTSD. So I'm taking that <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, taking that out. And, you know, like Elijah mentioned previously, I'm on a huge Brad Pitt kick right now. Like, 90s Pitt is just, I'm just vibing hard. The best, and Jerry. I just wish that there was more of him in, like, a little bit more of a suave manner. Mm. And I think you get just a hint of that when he's selling soap. Mm, that's mine. The stores. <laughs> yeah, boy. So I want a little <laughs> bit more of that. I want him, you know, you know, whining and dining, soap oh, dealers, yeah. and kind of just being this suave, you know, the suave Brad Pitt that we all no one love. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that was that was gonna be my add in. I just want like a montage of just him wheeling and dealing, like you're saying, whining and dining and just selling <laughs> selling selling soap to people. That was like a Beautiful. great little scene and there wasn't enough of it. So there's not enough Brad Pitt. Rudy, what is your favorite <laughs> Brad Pitt movie? Oh gosh. Let me think about that while Elijah okay. answers. I'll think about that. The answer is Ocean's Eleven, but anyway, moving on. Um, maybe you can make an argument for Ocean's Twelve, where he has a little bit more of a central role than Ocean's Eleven. That'd be fine too. But the correct answer is one of those two. Uh, I'm cutting out to make room for my my soap soap salesman Brad Pitt scene. I'm cutting out. There's like, I don't know. It feels like there's like. 40 minutes in the middle of the movie where nothing's really happening. I guess he's like building that army or whatever. Yeah. But then like there's all those scenes of like Edward Norton flying across the country and like, I guess slowly come to the realization that he is Tyler Durden or whatever, but I don't want any of that. So I'm cutting all that out. I'm also cutting out the scene scenes where people are getting their faces caved in, cutting those out. I'm cutting out the, uh, the sex scenes. I think those are extraneous. Don't you get, you get the point without like having to see anything. So I don't want to see anything. Cut it out. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need that in my life. Cut it out. So I'm cutting out a bunch of that stuff. I want to get this movie done in 90 minutes, basically, which is the perfect <laughs> length for a movie. I'm also cutting out the first, the opening credit scene, just terrible graphic design. I don't know what the that deal is with that That was classic 2000s, early 2000s. <laughs> it is very, it is very 2000s. like uh, Osmosis Jones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some like yeah. really like, you know, low, low level, but at the time high level CGI. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just that like, <laughs> that italic font with like the outer glow behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it's very, it's, yeah. very 2000s. But, um. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm maxing all that stuff out, and then I'm just adding a big montage of 
Edward Norton and Brad Pitt just cruising around the country in the convertible <laughs> selling soap. Just boys being boys Love hanging it. out. <laughs> I like the scenes where they're like, you know, after the first fight where they're just like drinking there together on the sidewalk. Just like more scenes like that, you know, mm-hmm. just them chilling. Yeah, and Jordan. More time for the homies. To answer your question, Jordan, Elijah's right where o- the Ocean's movies are Brad Pitt at his finest, like his most refined, just coolest, you know. He's, he's dialed in. The best non-Oceans Brad Pitt to me is a World War II Brad Pitt, where he's either in Fury, Fury, yeah. where he's like commanding that tank, or in Glorious Bastards, yes. where he's yeah. peak comedy and just like that might, that might be peak nothing Brad. but jokes. I'm gonna share a secret with you guys. Don't tell Uh-oh. anyone out. So I hope Uh-oh, this isn't secret. <laughs> it's this is our new segment, Secret Time with Jordan. I have not seen any of the Oceans movies. <gasps> what? What? <laughs> Secret. <laughs> what was I saying when we watched it the other day? I was like, man, the only thing better than watching it with your boys is watching it for the first time with your boys. You yeah. gotta watch it. Oh, well. You gotta make that happen. I'll definitely check it yeah, out. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta do that. I was just saying the other day, man, I wonder if Jordan's seen Ocean's 11, 12, or 13. <laughs> you woke up in a cold sweat. <laughs> yeah. Now I know, now I know the, the answer, and I wish I did it. Without him watching it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we're also going to give our, our first homework out homework assignment out for the podcast. <laughs> the, your homework assignment is going to be watch all three of those Ocean's movies. Okay. They're on Netflix, before your, dog. Before your next appearance. Are they really? On Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All three Good of them. To know. Which you totally don't have a subscription to, but you have access to. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Where were we? What were we talking about? Recast a role. Or no, no Sean, cut a scene, add a scene. Yeah, Sean, scene. what are you cutting and adding? Yeah, so I'm cutting out. I feel like Helena Bonham Carter in this movie, I think I understand where Fincher's going with this, but I think she's a little bit too erratic to really... I, I think uh. she's supposed to be the the outsider who's kind of seeing all that's going on in the Tyler Durden world and being a little bit freaked out about it, but she's kind of crazy too. So she doesn't take a back as much. It's not like, Oh wow. What are, what are you in? Mm. Um, so, and I feel like Helena plays that part perfectly. I just don't really enjoy it. <laughs> um, mm, yeah. So yeah, all of the scenes that you talk about Elijah getting rid of her would eliminate all of that, which I think is just an, <laughs> awful part of the the movie um and i want to i want to put in a person who i think could be more of our eyes and ears Mm -hmm. of seeing the disgusting you know place that he's living in and kind of maybe because at the end i think he finally sees like oh she she saw me at my worst or whatever and stayed with me or tried to you know, talk some sense into me. Um, but she's just too crazy for me to, I think, understand that point of view. So yeah. I want someone different in that. Because, you know, Edward Norton plays the narrator and she's kind of our, uh, she's the audience. Mm-hmm. And I just don't really enjoy the the audience of her. Yeah. <laughs> she's just a little bit too yeah, you comfortable almost, in that world. Yeah, you almost feel like no one is on your side. Yeah. 
You're like, does anybody seeing this? I think the only person that really sees it is um, Richard uh, Chesler, I guess, is his boss at work. Is kind of like, what? What is this person into? Yeah. Um, so anyway. Okay. Well, that that actually segues us into recast. You know, I love a good segue. Which is perfect. Yeah, you set that up beautifully, Sean. What's uh, what do you what? Do you, we'll let you start off then. Are you gonna are you gonna recast her, Marla? Well, and I don't even know if it needs to be a female. Um, I just think it. it I was gonna almost go with because this movie reminds me of like a Quentin Tarantino movie, but it's not. Um, so I want I want I want Samuel L. Jackson to be in this movie. Mm. What? Nice. He's a classic yeah, Tarantino actor. He knows <clears throat> that type of chaotic writing that Fincher's going for. But I think him being maybe uh, a friend from his past life, because he wasn't, the narrator wasn't always like this, you know. Um, I mean, he got this job originally. He was able to kind of get through life. So I, I'm, and, Maybe he was in college. Maybe this is uh, a old um, roommate or something. But I don't even know if they're the same age. Um, but I want Samuel Jackson in this movie to come and hmm. just talk some sense hmm. into the narrator and be like, "What are you like?" And have one of those classic Samuel L. Jackson just almost like a a war speech before Braveheart, um, <laughs> and just go through that house and just like tear it to pieces saying what are you how, why are you living like this <laughs> get out while you can um that's what i want with the Addison, and i want samuel L. jackson in this you're gonna fail the okay. bechtel test sean what's the bechtel test the number of women in leading roles in a movie oh if you take out helena yeah, I guess there would really be nobody. <laughs> There's just weeping woman on the, the cast list. So, I don't know. It might be too crazy for you guys to handle, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. That's quite quite a move, quite a maneuver there. Some Requiring some serious mental gymnastics from me. It's the Queen's uh, Gambit. Rudy, what do you have for, uh, for recast? Uh, yes, being a crazy... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to swap out the crazy person. Ed Norton. He does a good job. Huh. I like him in this. But I want someone a little more crazy. I want someone a little more erratic that's more believable. And maybe maybe it's true you don't get the whole like he's gonna you could picture this guy wearing a suit and tie, but Johnny Depp. No, Johnny Depp could definitely see Johnny Depp in this position where he's just <laughs> whacked out to the max. <laughs> just totally crazy. Like instead of maybe instead of having him be like this like slow fade be like a hard break where it's just like okay i have a midlife crisis i wake up one morning and now i'm a crazy person i don't know though because like i don't know maybe he'd almost be better at like the tyler durden role than like the i don't know i feel like that guy still has to hold on to like reality somewhat you know like he's not because at the end right he's got to be able to like you know pull off those scenes where he's trying to be like you know the voice of reasoning trying to reason with those police officers or the guys in the soup kitchen or whatever like i don't know maybe hey to each their own <laughs> never been a johnny depp guy so it's just it's hard to hard to picture but yeah i gotcha 
Edward Norton was actually my honorable mention for the best because I think he does like do a good job of like trotting that line between you know corporate normal guy but also slightly unhinged mm-hmm. like yeah. dude in the office that you're a little bit worried is gonna yeah. just like shoot everybody up one day <laughs> right yeah um I, you know i'm trying to debate i i don't know if i would swap them out but i'm thinking put like a jodie foster or something like that as helena bonham carter's role because uh. she's she's a much more like doesn't take any crap yeah, like sees through it all, um, and I think kind of like, like Sean was normal. saying, be the like eyes that show the audience what is actually normal, and okay. that everyone else is insane. Yeah, because um, you feel insane watching it. <laughs> but I I see Helen Bonner Carter's like the reason for her her character and kind of being like a little bit crazy. So I don't know if it's like Jodie Foster's her her wacky best friend who talks some sense into her, but I don't know. <laughs> that would be good. Wacky best friend. Editing, editing they go on a double character. date or something. Yeah. With, the, with Tyler and with the, the narrator. <laughs> okay. I think so, that's interesting. Interesting. Rudy, are you pulling up Jodie Foster's age there? I am. She is. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna rehash my. Uh, oh, I think that's how. I think that's the same age as Helena Bonham Carter. How old is Jodie Foster? Fifty-seven. I was. I was gonna say. I think maybe a better thing is for Samuel L. Jackson to be like a coworker mm. who's been buddies with him and like just is like, hey, let's go watch the game, and mm. comes over to his house on on Paper Street, and sees this film. He's just like horrified. <laughs> yeah. Just like, this is a haunt. I don't know. I just want someone to recognize how crazy this like situation is. Yeah. Because I feel you feel like a little insane watching it. Because you're like, how do these people do this? This water's brown. (laughs) Brush your teeth. I don't know. You poop water. Like you wonder. Like do more people like it? We're pretty privileged, I guess. Probably more people live like that than you think. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think so. That's like, that's like, that's like a homeless person wouldn't want to live there. A homeless person would be like, I don't think I'm gonna live here. <laughs> that's my dog. Um, since there's only like three characters in this movie, I figured why not recast all three. Oh, um, <laughs> like Classical I said, Brad Elijah. Pitt is pretty perfect in the main role. But if I was going to swap someone out for the Tyler Durden side of the personality, give me a. You know, a little callback here, but give me crazy McConaughey. Let's mm. let's go let's go yes. nuts. I think he could he yes. could do pull like the unhinged guy who just wants to like is wiry and wants to beat up a bunch of people, especially at that point Wide in his eyed. career. Yeah. 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 Still um, good. So I had that. And then I was thinking here. for the main <laughs> character, Edward Norton's character, the uh you know, the narrator. Um Matthew Perry from Friends of okay. Friends fame. Okay. Dude, that's funny you say that because I was just looking at the red carpet for the Fight Club and he was there. And I was oh, like, really? Hmm. Matthew yeah. Perry. I feel like he's too. He, he's he, such a loser. He's played too many. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's got he's got that uh, he's got a little bit of like a sarcasm side to it. I think that fits that role. <laughs> that would be interesting to see. Apparently, oh, what are we looking at? I can't see. Oh, it's okay. It's Matthew Perry. <laughs> a close-up <laughs> of Matthew Perry. 
I uh, <laughs> double chin. Apparently, they were talking to uh, Russell Crowe for playing the Brad Pitt character. Whoa, which is a interesting what if. That is That's a, a very what if. very different movie. Mm. Lastly, for uh, Helena Bonham Carter's uh, swap out, um, I had a couple here. Lisa Bonet. I was thinking maybe. She's got kind of got that like, yeah, spacey vibes. I don't know. Apparently, this is the other interesting fact I found out was apparently they were they were considering having Reese Witherspoon play that character. Whoa! Oh no! Which is really weird. <laughs> Imagine then I had, Reese then I had Witherspoon thought, with with Russell Crowe. In this <laughs> don't soil Reese's reputation like that. Well, that's what that's what I had the thought is a. Uh, is Helena Bonham Carter just goth Reese Witherspoon? Mm. Hot take. <laughs> that is a hot take. <laughs> like if, if Reese Witherspoon went goth, I feel like they'd look pretty similar. Yeah. Probably would yeah. act pretty similar too. I don't know. Just some thoughts I had. Hmm. Let's move on. That's funny. That segues us into miscellaneous thoughts and questions. Yeah, I got a quick question. Um, when he shoots himself in the head, why does... Tyler Durden's head explode out the back. Yeah, when his, he shot when he exactly. I don't know. I don't know that. That's what I'm saying. Does he actually shoot himself in the head, or does he just <laughs> mentally say this person's this part of me is dead? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. He's just imagining the shooting thing in the head. Yeah, I don't know. It's almost like I don't know if you know he has like dissociative identity or whatever. That can a lot of times be caused by like one traumatic event in your life. So I don't know if him like shooting himself, like he knew that that would be another traumatic event that almost like yeah reverses it, unplugged it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. He keeps talking about his dad all the time. It's probably something to do with that. Mm. Yeah, that's why I think it was it was hard to because I know that he has insomnia, but are we thinking he has like schizophrenia or some other? illness i don't know yeah uh, i think so yeah i don't feel don't feel qualified to make any statements on a <laughs> mental health fitness, yeah, but, yes. he's, but he's definitely got some fictional character what i was gonna ask <laughs> um, was yeah first of all you know this movie is so highly rated who who is is the audience that is just raving about this movie I think it's like a, it's like a really like yeah yeah it's a bunch of like like you know one point eight million on IMDb boys. yeah I remember in high school this movie was really popular and we actually like we were trying to start like a fight club like it was like, <laughs> like this was I was trying to this was something that was trying to be materialized in real life and I think there were a couple of fights that were organized I'm sure kids. there were a bunch of fight clubs started after this movie <laughs> yeah 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 the Wikipedia page has uh, accounts of. Uh, quite a few. Oh, is that right? I mean, even up as recently as 2018, there were some some incidents of this going on. So the movie has had quite an influence on some pretty dumb people, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question. Is Tyler Durden, he's basically Bernie Sanders, right? Because <laughs> he's like trying to give everybody, <laughs> trying to just like keep everything free and cancel all debt. <laughs> <laughs> that's that now that is a take <laughs> tyler durden no is comment. just hot bernie he's hot bernie he's young bernie maybe what is the point of like when he's when he's like 
he's like speaking to them through the megaphone, calling <laughs> them dirt. Like, why do like what would anyone find it? Like, I don't want it, someone telling me like I'm just like a meaningless lump of nothing that I'm just like gar. Like, I would be like, if I was out there working on that garden and he was just yelling those things <laughs> at me, I'd be like, Nah, man, forget this. Peace. It's all about the cult. It's a cult, dude. Like Walker on Yellowstone. Why? Why am I doing your gardening for you? Well, and and then, dude, the outside is nice. The outside of the of the place is nice. Like the backyard, at least. Yeah, they never really get around to cleaning up the no house. (laughs) It's like it just it's still a pigsty. Then the outside, I guess maybe it's they don't want it to look nice because it's in like an abandoned. There is that one scene where they're like when they're first building the army, and it shows them like scrubbing the kitchen and like like they're cleaning things up. And then in the next scene, it just looks like (laughs) just looks disgusting again. (laughs) It felt refreshing when they were cleaning it up. I was like, ah, yeah, it's the one part of the movie where you're just like, okay, they're they're getting. Everything back together. I want to know if that whole house was a set. Because if it is, like that, the set designers probably had a heyday. Just like making it look <laughs> yeah. old. Yeah. Super broken distressed. Down. Making it half destroyed. Yeah. Or was it just multiple rooms mm-hmm. that were all. It's, yeah, probably. Speaking of half destroyed, um, Jared Leto's face <laughs> after he got caved in. That was all Was destroyed. that actually him? Was that actually him after, like in the scenes where he is like half his face is like yeah I think it was just yeah it's got makeup Plato on it it looked like yeah, it was like it didn't look like him it looked like somebody else like his eyes looked different because well, he didn't have an eye <laughs> or two I also noticed in that scene where where uh, the guy Bob dies Robert Paulson. And he's like, his body is on the table. You can see his chest rising and falling. Like, he's clearly breathing <laughs> there. Meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> Meatloaf couldn't hold his breath. <laughs> the apparently. artist known as Meatloaf. Uh, other than that. I guess I didn't realize the first time. I knew Meatloaf from Celebrity Apprentice. And then rewatched this and I was like, oh, wow, that was, that was him. <laughs> it's a little funny watching it in that Connections. Thing. Two other minor questions. How do they have any clean clothes? Like they always show up to the fight night, they're wearing clothes and they're like clean, but then they just like get all bloody, mm-hmm. but then they're clean again later on. Like how are you washing all that blood out of your clothes? Some time. They take them off, don't they? Don't they take the clothes they, off they when they take fight? Oh, no, they do take their shirt off. Not the pants though. They just got to get new pants. Yeah. They just have a lot they of pants. They wear black pants. A lot of pants. I had a question. <laughs> how is how is he still have his job showing up with like would your would your employee like are you allowed to get fired if you have black eyes and I mean it's an appearance thing but I don't know maybe in 1999 yeah I think the point they were trying to make is like no one wants to even ask because they know that they'll have to engage in conversation with this yeah. person that looks like they're mad <laughs> Did you guys love like? Did you notice like the little business dialogue that was taking place? Like it's all just like such like boilerplate. Like, yeah. Okay, we got to get these numbers up and we got to get the reports in by Wednesday. <laughs> like, I'm gonna need you to perfect. de-escalate this report and escalate this report. Exactly. It could be any office in America. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess is the beauty of it. Um, why does Brad Pitt have a shaved head in the end? Like he's mm. he has long hair and then he goes away for a while and then he comes back he has a shaved head, and he had the mustache too. Yeah, what's up with that? What is that supposed to that, indicate? That was the worst. He had the chin hair but no mustache, mm. and I just I did not like that look on him. But the shaved head I think is all about 
him starting to work on a different role for uh, Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> Maybe no, the but fact he had long that... hair in Ocean's Eleven. He had he has a shaved head in Ocean's Twelve. Oh, that's right. Which isn't until much later on. I don't think. <laughs> Jordan doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Maybe it's the fact that oh, sorry, like. Jordan. Ed Norton's character is finally starting to like rein him in. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe he's becoming more like monk-like and like militant, and that's what it's like. He's, he's becoming closer to being like a skinhead. Hmm, maybe leading the army. What's so funny is at the beginning, everyone's shaving their head, and then you see a lot of the people, and later on, that are part of the crew, and nobody has a shaved head. So yeah. Why did I do this? Yeah. It's like some people were able to opt out. A lot of questions stuff. here. A lot of holes in this Did movie. Did American History X come out before this movie? Um, yeah, I want to say no. It came out before. 98. Oh, did it? Oh, well, there you go. There he is. Jacked and racist. <laughs> Jacked and racist. Thinking about yeah, Oceans, the Jack. Oceans movies, after watching this, it's like... They can't be any more different. Like Oceans is so light and fun and yeah. just like enjoyable to watch. It just makes you feel so good. Dark I don't want to start my toes in this world. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of issues here. Do we even need to touch on the top twenty here? I'm gonna assume no. Jordan, is this in your top twenty? No, but it is in the IMDB top twenty. Is it really? Number eleven. What? I feel like I feel like this is the movie Yikes. that everyone says, like, oh, yeah, Fight Club. That's such a good movie. Sandwiched in between yeah, Forrest like Gump and Fellowship of the Ring. Well, I mean, I'm not a fan of either of those. <laughs> Checks out, but <laughs> He doesn't like sand, sand or swords. That's a talk, talk for a different time. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting why it's so far up there. I think I think maybe, like, yeah, it's like young kids watch it, and they see that it's in the top ten, and then it just reinforces, oh, this is a good movie. I'm going to hit ten... 10 stars and then i think when you i think when you're like 14 it's like feels really revolutionary Mm -hmm. like yes my manhood is being suppressed like yes i'm i'm being raised (laughs) to be just the you know this office working robot like this movie really speaks to me i relate to this so much and you just like are have all these like angsty hormones going on yeah but in like in reality, it's like no one actually thinks like this, and no one can, no one actually lives like this. And mm-hmm. it's like this is just like sort of like stupid, destructive behavior that would just lead to people being miserable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to give to give Fincher credit, it's incredibly well shot and edited. Like there's there's oh, yeah. some really awesome visual effects and stuff in the movie. Yeah, I just don't care for this one of his. I think for the for the time it was. It was pretty like cutting edge. Like there, yeah. a lot of the methods they used to film it and stuff were pretty like, you know, like right on the forefront of what mm-hmm. what was happening. The technology and the excitement and technology, yeah, and all that stuff. So I think that in that aspect, um, it was pretty groundbreaking, um, and I think it gave people a lot of like set expectations pretty high for what was going to happen in the new millennium. Yeah, that that know. scene of Tyler or of brad pitt talking to camera and like the reel is shaking back and forth but his face is isolated like that was awesome yeah. um but yeah oh i i read an imdb trivia that uh in the cave when ed norton goes into the cave his yeah. frosted breath was an asset pulled from titanic it was a CGI <laughs> capture of Leonardo DiCaprio's breath <laughs> that they <laughs> reused. <laughs> Inc- 
incredible. <laughs> Love it. The magic of filmmaking <laughs> right there. Who knew a breath would be intellectual property? That's right. <laughs> well, on that note, let's wrap it up. Jordan, thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for having me, guys. Love having you. Next time, we'll, you'll, we'll have to let you pick the movie. We'll force <laughs> you to watch another terrible no one. <laughs> yeah, it won't be hard. Uh, next week on the podcast, we will be discussing Remember the Titans, the Denzel Remember Washington them. classic Disney motion picture about a football team that mm. comes together to win games. Sports. Sports. Ashley's Ashley's ex aunt is in that movie. What? Yep. A little bit of a tease for a fun <laughs> tease. fun fact of the week next week. Try and pick out who it is. So stay uh, stay tuned for that episode. Buy a t-shirt, bonfire.com slash lose concept. Follow us on Instagram at lose concept pod. If you like Fight Club and you want to make the case for it. <laughs> We'll read it on air. Send an email to looseconceptpod at gmail.com. Make the case for why this is a good movie. Because I'm not we, seeing we, it. We've lost it. Yeah. We don't, we, don't yeah see. we don't know what it is. So. We don't see the gold. Thanks again, Jordan, for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember to always keep, keep it, it loose. Keep it loose. And keep it conceptual. I lost my hand. Those are rookie numbers in the track. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is Bowie. There are rules. I am not a hero. I'm a drifter with nothing to lose. My face is my world. It's over. Go home. Go.